Newsom announced a vaccine mandate for K-12 children. Minnesota middle school removes F mark from grades citing it is systemically racist. UCLA professor is suing a college at refusal to grade black students differently. Black student found responsible for racist graffiti after a student walkout. And we're going to go over Chank Uger and from the Young Turks and how he does not understand what freedom is. If you don't know who he is, he's, the, I guess, the, one of the biggest leftist news show hosts on YouTube, which really isn't saying much. Now, let's get into this. Before we get into this, please drop a like, subscribe to the postifications on YouTube. I'm David Kenlis. And the full episode of the show, the Jewish Salvini Show, and all the podcast apps. And the only way this show can grow is if you guys click all the engagement buttons or share it, and or share it. Just send it to a friend. Say, hey, if everyone watching this, send it to one friend. Hey, get, subscribe to this guy. Just go subscribe to this guy. You'll like it. Uh, now let's get right into this. And that's why we recognize our responsibility to do more, and that's what we are announcing here today. A statewide requirement for in-person instruction for all of our children to add to a well-established list that currently includes 10 vaccinations and well-established rules and regulations that have been advanced by the legislature for decades to add to that list the vaccination. Uh, for COVID-19. We intend to do that once the FDA has fully approved the vaccine, which will give us time to work with districts, give us time to work with parents. So the Gavin Newsom is going to be ordering the vaccine mandate for children K to 12 um, when it comes to COVID. Despite this vaccine, you know, being relatively new, despite, you know, the FDA being completely in bed with the medical, you know, machine, big pharma, and despite all those things, socialists and leftists are praising it, you know, despite all the things that they claim to be evil uh, is going into, you know, this supposed tyrannical order. So after um, overcoming the radical recall efforts, Gavin Newsom in California has brought fear of uh, has brought the fear of so many Americans uh, to realization. The governor announced that California will be the first state in the union to require vaccine for students attending K to 12 schools. Fox News reported that the current plan would require students older than 12 years old to receive the coronavirus vaccine in order to be able to attend class. This step would add the COVID-19 vaccine to require a list of Childhood vaccinations required to attend school. The vaccine requirement will be enforced after the drug and uh, the FDA uh, gives the approval of different age groups receive the shot while allowing religious and medical exemptions. Well, at least they're allowing religious and medical exemptions. Jeez. Many parents remain skeptical of infecting themselves in the still relatively new vaccine, let alone forcing their child to do the doesn't fully understand the situation. Uh, Gavin Newsom just announced the vaccine mandates of students uh, days after uh, opposing one for prison guards. California kids made the mistake of not giving millions to his campaign. If only the kids had millions. I mean, that's 100%. I mean, this probably also has to do with uh, they probably don't want prison guards to uh, mass quit and have no replacements for them. That's probably another reason why. Um, but hey, listen, if you are a parent in California, if you are a parent in any of these states that is requiring these vaccinations on your kids, uh, especially something, let's just be real here, it's not doomsday, it's not even close to doomsday, okay? If you have the obligation to one, go and fight for your children's rights, or two, leave the damn state, especially if you're in a state like California in New York. Why do I say that? Because there's no hope for California and New York to ever have a Republican governor, governor to ever have a Republican city, I guess a big Republican city, 
there's no hope for you at all. I'm just being real with you. When you're down by millions of votes, as Republicans are leaving the state, as more Democrats, I don't even think Democrats are coming in. I'm sure Democrats are still coming in. As people who become brainwashed in these states, the hope of you fixing California, the hope of you fixing New York is diminishing by the day. Do not even go for it. Do not even try it. Just leave. Trust me. If it's going to be cost you a little bit of money to leave now or you need to, you know, oh, I don't want to leave my family plot, my family grave. Oh, I don't want to get a new job. Oh, I'm comfortable here. This that, and the other thing. I'm telling you right now, when you leave, it will be like a new world. You'll be like, wow, this is what I've been missing out on. Wow, my bills are not that much. Wow, I can afford to do things. Holy crap. You're going to trust me. You're going to love it. But make the decision properly, you know what I mean? You know, look into it first, make sure, you know, and the disclaimers there, you know, don't just rush into things. Make sure you can do it properly. A Minneapolis middle school removes the F mark from grading, citing systemic racism. Now, let's read the article. It's hard to imagine a world where students cannot receive failing grades in school. For Sunrise Park Middle School, this, wor this world has become a reality. The school has eliminated the F mark from their grading scale in an effort to combat systemic racism. When a student does not complete an assignment or receive any, anything less than 50%, it will go down as an I in the grade book representing a fixed 50%. No grade below 49% will be recorded as such. This incentivizes students to actually complete their coursework and makes it near impossible for them to receive an outright failing grade in any class. Grading can be one of the largest areas in which systemic racism and inequities are uh, perpetrated. Dr. Whatever uh, believes that grades should be a measure of what a student knows and has mastered in a given course. Grading should not be a behavior punishment and should not be a measure of how well the student can survive stress at home. The school website states, the school will also now not lower a student's grade as a result of tardiness uh, to class, engagement, behavior, or attitudes. Incentivize students to participate in class, show up on time, or, or even to simply behave. After all, why would they come to class on time or even come at all when as long as they simply receive higher than a 65% on a few tests, they'll skate through. Now, here's the thing. I, I want to talk. There, there was one kid in my class. I went to a mostly white Catholic school, okay? And I'll tell you right now, I failed almost every single thing. I, I, I even got held back in the third grade, okay? And I guess it was for good reason because I was a freaking idiot. I just I wasn't that stupid. I just never paid attention. I just never did it. I was just, just zoning out in my own head, okay? But anyways... I remember, I'll never forget, there was this one kid, and I went to school with him for like six, seven years. He was late almost every single day. I shit you not. He was like being in a complete period of late every single day. And at first, I was like, yeah, get in trouble. Get in. You know, I wanted him to get in trouble. Then I noticed all of a sudden the teachers were like, okay, yeah, just take a seat. What probably happened was, and I found out, um, I believe the dad was working you know, he had, he, dad wasn't really doing one of the best jobs. I guess he, you know, did what he had to do to put his kids in through a Catholic school so they have a better life. But he had one of those jobs, I guess, you know, he had to go to his work and probably dropped his kid off late. And he had, he had issues, I guess, at home that wouldn't allow him to, you know, I guess, bring his kids to school. That's what I'm assuming, okay? 
and the, the, the school made adjustments um, for, for it because he obviously started passing and he obviously, you know, graduated. Um, so, hey, you know, if you're in that situation, it doesn't matter if you're black or white and it happens. And, you know, you could uh, you can work with the school in order to make that situation properly. But if you're going to cite uh, because the person's black, that's why they're late. Um, so we need to adjust the whole entire school rules to adjust for that. And it it's, it's like what, instead of redoing the rules where now everybody can be late for no reason whatsoever because of systemic racism, why not you just say, okay, in, in, in that given cases, let's just, you know, we'll, we'll help the person. Uh, I'm sure schools and teachers have been probably doing that for decades now. But, you know. So, uh, after all, why would they come to class? Okay, this battle against the phantom of systemic racism is also waged in Oregon schools. Oregon Governor Kate Brown uh, entirely removed literacy and math requirements for high school graduates. Uh, Let's see, anything else? She said the fact that students of color tend to perform worse than white students. In reality, preventing students from receiving bad marks than when they otherwise would does not help the students it makes it worse. So there's a thing that's called tough love. I don't even think this would be even considered a tough love situation. I think this would be considered as this is what you have to do. This is what you need to learn in order to advance, in order to be ready for high school, in order to then be ready for college. It's setting these kids up for failure, where when they're young, and they're like, well, I can't fail. I can show up late. I don't got to do anything. From as young as middle school, and then they're going into this system, they're going to just fail miserably in this system, just like when it comes to affirmative action and these people getting into colleges that they're not qualified for, they're, so they drop out. Uh, it's not motivating. It's, it's demotivating for these people uh, when they get to these higher levels of learning where they actually need to put in more work. This is middle school. Let's be real how much work a kid's really putting in. I mean, I mean it's more brutal than it is hard. Uh, so... Uh, no college will accept students who cannot do basic math, nor will an employer hire an applicant who is illiterate. I mean, that's the best way to end that article. So that it's it's frustrating watching. This is what happens when the Democrats are in charge of things. This is what happens when the Democrats are running things. They, they're doing things to make the world, they're trying to make the world easier for minority people because they believe minorities due to their systemic racism in whatever situations that they can't compete with white people i think it's hey let's let's say it's harder for black people to get by in this world which i mean on paper systemically it's actually not it's actually quite easy but because of the affirmative action rules and rules like this it's actually making it harder so the fact that uh we have now more black millionaires and billionaires than ever before in human history, literally because of America, because of as this country is advancing, more and more people are, you know, like the, the, the I guess the, the wage gap between races and uh, the unemployment between racism, uh, between races uh, is becoming, I guess, more and more, we're becoming more one as the world is going on. And I think most of that is because it's a society that rewards good work. And this is why the KKK is supporting the Democrats, because the KKK wants to hold black people back. That's what they want to do. So there's a reason why, you know, they see it. 
But socialists don't see it. Wokeness is a cancer. Wokeness is destroying this entire country. A UCLA professor is suing a college at the refusal to grade black students differently. That is right. They actually suspended him after he refused a request to mark black students' work more leniently than white students in wake of the George Floyd situation. A professor at UCLA was temporarily suspended after refusing. Okay, whatever. Uh, so, uh... Gordon Klein, an accounting professor at the college, said in an interview at the Daily Caller, uh, professors are becoming more like robots. They avoid anything that may be controversial or colorful or uh, horm whatever. Uh, anyone who goes anywhere near a controversial topic runs the risk of being canceled, being fired, or being suspended. Following the George Floyd situation, the student asked Klein to make the final a no-harm exam for his black students. This meant that the grade would only count if it helped the students. Can you believe that? A university, UCLA, a college, this is supposed to be the higher learning centers of the world, are saying, you know, hey, for the final exam, for, for, the, for what's, you know, for this exam, for this grade, for, the, for these students, you know, the blacks dealt with a lot. So let's make it easy for them. Let's just give them a good grade. Let's help them pass. So what about the white kids? No, no, no. Screw them. Screw them. Let's help the black folks out. They need help. They need help. They've been through a lot. This, in, in what? Like, how is this preparing anybody for the real world? How is this preparing anyone for reality? Maybe if they work for a big tech organization, okay? And they're just thrown into the, into the machine, okay? How is this supposed to help people? They don't want to help people. They just want to give them everything. Here, take this, take that. Our, our, we need to, you know, um, atone for our whiteness of sin. Listen, and if, and if you're, I guess, in these situations, if you're a minority being put in these situations, you need to say hell no. Because they're, they're, they think that you are unable to compete with the white folks, okay? That's what they think. They think you are unable to get the same grade as the white folk because you dealt with a lot, I don't know, historically, whatever, you need to prove them wrong. You like, How can you ever expect to get by in life? How can you ever expect to advance in our economic structure, in our society? How can you expect to do those advancements when there are a bunch of people giving you gold stickers and gold stars because you can't fail a test because you're just not even showing up, you're getting passing grades. How can you, how is that preparing you for the real world? Even if you have to work five times harder than the white person, that will prepare you for the real world more than anything you can possibly imagine. If you need to, you know, walk three miles uphill both ways to go to school and you're getting bullied on the way to school by people in your neighborhood and you're getting, you know, made fun of by people, whatever, and, and you grind and work hard and you, you see the vision, you see how you can get out of this dump that you're living in and you make it based on your own merits, based on competing with all the other students, competing with everybody else of all different economic backgrounds, different living situations, and you're able to advance over that with all that adversity, you are going to be well-suited and well-prepared for the real world and you're going to be wildly successful without a doubt in my mind. Because if you can get through that, you can get through anything. But, you know, wokeness liberals and socialists out there are just going to give everyone a gold sticker for not even showing up, just existing. And then they're going to get into the real world and be like, what the heck do I do? They're going to get into some colleges that aren't going to be giving them gold stars. And they're going to be like, what the heck do I do? I'm done. I can't do this. I give up. 
and then they get they go down a bad path. So Klein said he responded, are there any students that may be mixed percentage, uh, such as half black, half Asian? What do I suggest I do with respect to them? Uh, a full concession or just half? He uh, was suspended and banned from the campus within three days after the student started calling him uh, to be reported and fired. Three weeks later, he was re- reinstated. Klein explained that he thinks he was suspended as a publicity stunt to move attention away from the college's reputation as an inhospitable place for persons of color. He noted that the school does not have any tenured black professors and only a few Latino professors. Uh, Klein mentioned uh, that Antonio Bernard, the dean of the students of UCLA Anderson School Management, has sent multiple emails to UCLA staff in regards to racial issues. He told the Daily Caller, the dean seems to believe he is a uh, radical, uh, a racial justice crusader, as opposed to someone in charge of giving people uh, an objective and an elite education. After his suspension, Klein said that many of his clients cut ties. Here's another thing. You want to hear something crazy? Okay. I'm not going to give too much specifics. Okay. Now, there is a company that I'm working with, right? And one of their competitors um, is a black Harvard graduate that ended up raising, I believe, like, well, like, with a, I think he raised like millions of dollars for his product. Meanwhile, my friends and their product didn't raise as much. Obviously, they're all white people, and I think almost all of them are college dropouts or no college education. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm not impressed that this guy was able to raise millions of dollars more than you guys. Why? I mean, first off, their app is garbage. Their product is garbage. It's been on the market, and it's got no marketing, not even proper marketing. Like, everything around it, I, I checked out as of right now, as is time. It's just pure hot garbage. And I'm like, wow, this is what Harvard is pulling out? I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Who wouldn't want to invest for racial reasons, social justice reason, in a black Harvard graduate's tech startup? Like, that's why he's able to raise the money. He's just getting it handed to him right now. And now his product is just garbage because I don't want to speak bad about him. You did went through Harvard. I'm, I'm sure it's probably hard even if you're getting gold stickers for not showing up. Uh, I'm not saying that happens in Harvard. I'm sure he's probably pretty smart. But he seems like, I mean, he was also young, I guess. Uh, wasn't really prepared for the real world at this point in time. And I think he's going to learn a lot of lessons uh, pretty soon. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not impressive to me because I know how the system is just rewarding him for just existing. Meanwhile, people who aren't rewarded for existing or getting a lot less are doing a lot more with a lot less because they're, they're not being rewarded with really anything. They actually need to go grind their asses off. They actually need to go network their asses off in order to get one-tenth the money that the black Harvard graduate would get because of his, you know, social justice status. You see how this this works. When you have a group of white people, I mean, they're not all white, going out of, you know, they have to work harder than someone else who is black and gets it handed to them. Who's going to win this battle? I would say it's the people that are going to have to work harder. That's my opinion. 
and we'll see how it plays out. Keep you guys updated in a few months. I'll let you know what happens with them, with both of these people. This is our this is our experiment we're doing. We had App A run by people who are not getting anything handed to them, and App B who are getting everything handed to them. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. Keep you guys updated on that one. So a black student created another racial hoax. So <laughs> this is a pretty, pretty funny story. Uh, not really funny. So a black student found responsible for racist graffiti after a student walkout. So following Missouri High School walkout that sparked a, uh, by racist graffiti, a black student has admitted responsibility for the damages. Charlie Clerk Kirk tweeted out, hundreds of students walked out of class at Parkway Central High School to protest racist graffiti found on campus calling for black people to die. But administrators in the school just confirmed that the students responsible for the graffiti was in fact black. Another racial hose. Dr. Keith um, uh, Martin, superintendent, uh, wrote a letter to parents after the incident saying the student responsible is not white. However, this does not diminish or hurt its cause the negative impact it's had on our entire community. The graffiti was found at the high school, included multiple anti-black slurs. Over a thousand students from different schools across the district conducted a walkout. I want to acknowledge that the actions of the student. Okay, whatever. Uh, Marty also wrote the voice was a clear indication that more work needs to ensure our schools and cultures and communities. Um, so yeah, just going over it. According to the St. Uh, Louis Post Dispatch, district officials are investigating graffiti at Parkway North, uh, another high school in the area. This is not the first time racial graffiti has been found in schools. Back in 2017, graffiti with the slur was discovered in the same school and was conducted and done by a non-white student. The superintendent noted uh, Parkway will continue to hold students responsible for any behavior and threat or uh, degrades others in the school community. How many times do hoax like this need to happen? And, it, and it's so funny that thousands of students reacted Thousands of students uh, got up out of class, did a walkout. It's probably just, you know, an excuse for a walkout, to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, and it was all BS. It was all BS. How many times does this need to happen? And there's, look, I guess they're all, they're all, it looks like they're all dressed in black. Um, I am young. I am black. Protect my future. Okay, at the first second, I thought the white person was holding that sign. Wait, wait. Wait, it is a white person. Whoa, okay, okay, wait, wait, what? Yes, wait. Oh, a white person is holding? Is that a white person holding the sign? No way. There's no way. If you're watching this on screen, I gotta look at this. It looks like, I can't even tell if it's a boy or girl, to be completely honest with you. It looks like one of those boys with long, straight, white hair. Um, I'll look more into that. Uh, I'll probably post it on my um, on my Instagram if I can discover the, the color of that person. Uh, so, many of you guys probably know who Chank Uger of the Young Turks is. Chank Uger is a, I guess, a socialist, um, Democrat, whatever. Um, and he runs, I guess, the biggest leftist organization uh, in, on YouTube or on the internet, the Young Turks, which is, you know, it's, it's abysmal. The, the viewership is diminishing, and creators like Tim Pool and Steven Crowder, who don't receive the millions of dollars in funding like they do uh, from private donors, are able to, you know, grow more and become more successful. Uh, I'm saying this because I want to give a little context to the situation. Um, but their main guy, Cenk Uger, 
uh, does not understand the concept of what freedom is. Now, in this video that I'm going to pull up right now, we're going to break it down. It's called Study. Americans want to split the country by party lines. And they're going over all the stats and statistics. 66% of Southern Republicans voted yes to secede from the United States and join a new union. Um, and they're talking about, I mean, this, this has been a big debate going on right now where, uh, you know, conservatives and even leftists and liberals and moderates, whatever, there's a, there's a growing number of people who think that this country should split up because we're so different. We got one side of the country that wants to you know, uh, force everyone to be wear masks and lock themselves in their houses and closed businesses and, um, you know, force injection in the arm. And the other side that's like, you know, do whatever you want. And then you got the other side is, well, that's you doing whatever you want restricts my freedom. You know, people are mentally ill on one side and people just want freedom on the other. So this is their response to such. And I want to break down how Chank Uger and all of these little socialists on here do not understand the concept of freedom, also as they promote a bunch of myths that I'll break down as well. So let's watch. We're going to break down a lot so this way we don't get flagged by them for copyrights. Um, so let's let's watch. Uh, look, there's a bunch of depressing numbers in there uh, about how much we don't like each other anymore. It's almost like a national divorce. And I get it. Uh, I, you know, we've talked on this show about I really don't want to hang out with right-wingers. They, they, people are like, oh, you guys should get along. Should we? Um, so, hey, I, I, if we're going to hang out, not, so a lot of them are not vaccinated. They're not wearing masks. Uh, and they think that they have the right to ignore rules, laws, regulations, etc. But that we have to follow things. Wait, wait. I, see, I want, I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> okay, okay. So, Cenk, are you one mad that you have to follow things because you know we say we're not we're, we're not telling you you have to follow things we want you to do whatever you want if you want to wear a mask and get vaccinated do what you want we're not telling you to follow the rules we're saying do what you want okay you don't have to you can you can be on our side if you don't want to follow those rules but they're i guess they're so we gotta, we gotta listen to the authority of the government and they, well, first off, if you think that we're living by these two different sets of rules, that would be a better excuse to even have a divorce. So, I mean, this guy, devoid of logic and reason. Right? We have to follow their oppressive rules, but they don't have to follow it. Oh, wait, our, our oppressive rules. What oppressive rules are those? Uh, you can't kill babies? Is that an oppressive rule? Well, what, what's another oppressive rule? Um, get vaccinated if you want. Wear a mask if you want. Go to work if you want. How is that a where conservatives have these oppressive rules? I'll say the one oppressive rule might be uh, Republican governors banning uh, businesses from requiring masks or vaccines. I, I believe that should be up to the free market. Maybe that that can be considered an oppressive rule, but that's that's not even like a, that's not even like a concern. It's not even like a situation that's really going on. It's just a thing. It's like not even in the political discussion or debates. It's just no one really even cares. Maybe, maybe that. I don't know what oppressive rules people who believe in small government are putting on people who believe in big government. If there's any oppressive rule, it's the one that requires you to be forcefully injected with a vaccine. Any of the normal sane rules that we have. Uh he said the sane rules that they have. They Get, get, get that right. <laughs> Socialists, Democrats have all the sane rules. You know, like, 
Um, we got a virus that's killing is a you know a little bit more deadly than the flu. So let's lock down the entire country. Let's print trillions of dollars. Uh, let's force everyone to do this. Force everyone to do that. Force people out of the work market. Uh, you know, create these problems. Create that problems. Fire all health care. Fire a third of the healthcare workers because they need to be forcefully in injected with vaccinations during a pandemic. Uh, you know, sane rules. Totally sane. Uh, a lot of them now believe in QAnon and not just absolute insanity. How am I going to have a conversation? Oh, well, what do you think a satanic cult is doing? I don't know. Satanic cults don't exist. So Cheng just said, first off, I believe QAnon. I'm not a big fan of QAnon. I can tell you that much. I gave QAnon a chance during the election. But uh, what are you saying? I don't know. Uh, satanic cults don't exist. I mean, to say that... Maybe he's referring to in the context of QAnon. But to say satanic cults don't exist... I could find you one. I can probably Google one for you right now and go to a satanic cult meeting, okay? They exist. It's a big world. Maybe not in the context of, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, sucking adrenochrome out of kids. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll work with you there, but I believe QAnon is far and few between. Uh, maybe if you go on Getter, you can find more QAnon people than on these other platforms. But let's continue. Oh. I don't know how to talk to you. You're, you're insane, right? And I'm so he, what he's doing is he's singling out like the the, the lower than one percent of people uh, with the QAnon stuff. I mean, like what you can't go to a bar and have a beer and talk about sports or something, or or talk about video games or talk about I don't you know. There's a million tables, so there's nothing you can talk about with people on the other side. I mean, I've had friends. I, I've I have no problem being friends with people on the left. That's the thing is they have problems being friends with us. And I think studies prove that. I mean, if I, I, no, I have a lot of leftist friends. And when I see them, well, I'm, I don't see them anymore. When I used to see them, hey, what's up? Oh, did you check out the new Zelda game? Did you do this? Whatever. Talk about nerdy stuff. Who cares? It's something we have in common. Let's talk about it. But then they are unfriending me. They're talking about me as if I don't exist online. They're like, oh, Joey Salads. Joey Saladino is a racist, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, bro, we hung out like last week. Why are you calling me a racist on your Facebook? Like, what? Bro, like, what? My girlfriend's literally half black. I have a whole side of my family when I, when we get married, my, my fiance, that's going to literally be like a, a fourth of my entire family will be African American. But, you know, you know, let's continue. Unfortunately, that's like a decent chunk of the Republican Party at this point. And, and, but I actually thought the scariest stat was this. Overall, more than two-thirds support and one-third strongly, emboldening and empowering strong leaders uh, and taking the law into their own hands when it comes to dealing with people or groups they view as dangerous. Now, that itself is actually dangerous. When you say, oh, I'm worried, I'm fearful, Maybe a strong leader should take the law into their own hands. That I don't even know what he's talking about in that situation. Like, I really have no clue, so I'm just going to skip that. Write a check to a politician, and they'll do anything the politician oh. do. And that's actually true. It's true because of we allow money in politics. The donor class can actually just write a check to a politician, and they'll do anything the politician will do anything. 
something the donor tells him to do. I find this completely ironic. So he, Chang Uger, one of his big things is he doesn't like money in politics. He wants to take money out of politics. Meanwhile, he received millions of dollars in funding uh, from people uh, for his show. And I'm sure that had nothing to do with what his show is promoting. I'm sure that had nothing to do with political people that wanted his voice and his messaging and what he was promoting and his BS to be you know, put, put up there. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. That's money in politics right there. People, political people funding a political show is money in politics. Uh, meanwhile, this guy is a Democrat. He votes Democrats and he supports Democrats and he bats for the Democrats. Uh, let's talk about how um, Democrats receive the socialists, receive the most amount of money from donations. Where are they getting this money from? They're getting them from large unions. They're getting them from big billion-dollar corporations, the trillion-dollar corporations. They're getting them from super PACs of those trillion-dollar corporations. They're getting them from billionaires, millionaires, CEOs, all this, all that. Uh, we want to take money out of politics. Well, we, we look right, right at your own party. Your own party is the, that problem. And the media then goes, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. And they gaslight all of us. So I think the corporate media in a lot of ways has driven the entire country insane by denying reality. And it's led to people getting desperate and seeking solutions in all the wrong places. That's my take. Yeah. I mean, what? wait, wait. He's just calling himself out. He's saying people are desperate because they're not listening to the corporate media. Well, one, he is the corporate media, but I think he's referring to himself as not the corporate media. Um, so, so I guess desperate people on the left are watching his show. And I definitely think that that's on point. The fact is that we have a significant divide in this nation. And even recently when I looked at... Who wants to listen to this lady? I'm going to skip around to the next dumb point that he says. If it was by itself. Um, and so blue states... Oh, here we go. It's the richest... It's my game, born, raised. Y'all can't do it without us. Yeah. California, a fifth richest nation in the world if it was by itself. Um, and so blue states... Uh, Give. You know where? Listen, listen. I, I, this, this, this myth. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him finish, and then I'll break it down. A lot more to the government than then redistributes to the red states. They desperately need us and don't realize it. Uh, now, that is a myth. There's a myth that blue states' money gets redistributed to red states. That is a myth. Okay, that's been debunked, and one of the major reasons is because of military bases. Now, here's another thing. Okay, if you were to take every single Democrat center, okay, if you were to take California and just put it as its own state, okay, what will happen is, and it doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out, half of California would leave. What half of California would leave? The production side, the actual ones that are producing energy, the ones that grow the wheat, the ones that grow the corn. That side is all Republicans, okay? What we have is, is Republican areas are literally supplying the resources for blue cities to survive. Is Los Angeles going to start growing its own corn? I think not. Are socialists going to go start growing their own corn in masses? I think not. What would have to happen is, if California became its own state, the first thing that would happen is every single human being who has money, the reason why California has all this money is one, inflation, two, uh, you know, there's just increasing wages or anything, three, I believe the government's buying up a bunch of stuff, four, it's, you got the, the socialist government there just giving all these incentives to these trillion dollar companies in order to stay there. The first thing that will happen if California became its own state is uh, if it became a, 
Here's the thing is uh, you might have a bunch of trillion dollar companies moving there in order to siphon everything they can out of that place. But anybody with a, with a brain, all the producers, all the people that would be supplying stuff, food, water, electricity, the very next day, those people will be gone. And you'll probably lose a chunk of that land as well. And all you'll be left for is these Democrat center hubs of cities. Cities cannot be sustained by themselves. They just cannot. So what will happen is California would probably have to make a deal with Texas or Nevada or somewhere else where there's some form of farmland and electricity and supplies and, and, and water. I think, I think Los Angeles literally gets its water from Nevada. And I think California reduced their emissions, but I believe they were importing more electricity from other states. So, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. Yeah, you know, the biggest the biggest economy, one of the biggest economies in the world can't even sustain itself properly. Okay? And it's literally only inflated by big tech giants. So that beats that myth. Oh, it, it's tempting to say, my God, if you just like, for example, if you just took the West Coast, California, Washington, Oregon, throw in Hawaii. That's another thing is these Democrat states got the luxury of having a coast. That's another big thing. They got all the trading centers. Um, California literally owns the majority of the West coastline of America. That that ha I'm sure that has a lot to do with uh, with their economy. That is an awesome country. Okay, then do it. Then do it, please. Do it. If if you believe the West Coast, the Democratic West Coast of America, would be an awesome country then do it. Please move there. Move to California. Leave the Texans alone. Dear Californians, dear socialists, move. if it's so awesome there, move there. Get right off that plane. They'll probably jab you with a, with, a, with, a, with a jab right when you get off that plane. They'll probably handle you some welfare checks. They'll probably send you to the slums to go live. It'll be awesome. Just do it then. Leave us alone. Leave the rest of us alone. Why are you forcing us to live by your rules? Yeah. Right. Now, the, but we're not going to do that. No way under no circumstances. First of, of all, not. we believe in America, unlike the Republicans. Second of all, they believe in, listen, they believe in America, unlike Republicans. You know, Republicans, you know, they're the ones standing for the national anthem, pledging to the flag all the time with, with pride. I even got, uh, you know, red, white, and blue behind me. I'm, I'm literally even wearing, you know, for the most part, red, white, and blue. You know, us, you know, with a literally make America great again hat. You know, the Democrats actually live in America. The people that kneel for the flag, the people that burn the flag, the people that don't like America, the people that disrespect America. You know, they're, they're the real Americans. <laughs> Jesus. If you do that, imagine how badly minorities are going to be abused in the new Southern Union. That's why they could move. They could leave. So they believe that if the Southern Union was becoming, you know, a Republican Union, that minorities will be abused there. How about we do this? We set up a train between the, the, the Democratic West Coast and the Southern Union of America. And why don't we just put a train? Hey, if anyone wants to leave or come here or leave to go there, go there. Hey, um, everyone here that wants to live off of welfare, who doesn't want to work, who wants to you know, live by the government's edict, get on the train and get out of here. We don't want you interfering with us. We don't want you voting for socialist policies. This is a... This is a a republic, it is an American republic over here, a conservative republic, whatever it would be. Um, if you're socialist, you know, you can get out. If you're not going to produce, you can, you can get out. If you want to produce, you can stay here. It's as simple as that.
If you think that this whole thing's gonna be listen, let's continue. Okay, in those red states, they are going to be brutalized. They're already treated horribly as it is. You take away the the protection that that uh, the blue states uh, give. I mean, we'd have to relocate people. It would be insanity. Yeah, that leads to my thought. Of what protections are blue states giving for minorities? Affirmative action? Gold stickers for not showing up to class? What protection are minorities getting that they're not getting in, re in Republican states? I've never met a Republican that actually, like, I'm, I can't even think. I'm, I'm just trying to even think. Every single Republican I know of, every single Republican influencer could give two shits what color you are. If you can produce, if you are, I guess, a good person, that's all that matters. It seems like the Democrats are the only ones that actually care about color. About this, because these are the questions about people thinking. I mean, there's a, honestly, the 41% of Biden supporters that said, oh, let's secede, it seemed weird to me, too. I'll move over across this one state. It's so bad in the red states because the red states don't even believe yeah. in democracy. And so the voting rights, like, no, that was some American BS. We're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, red states, we don't believe in democracy because we want you to prove who you are before you vote. We want to prove that you. Are, uh, you, you registered to vote before you vote. We want to prove that you're the person that's voting that says you're the person voting. We want you to actually show up to the polls or request a ballot. But that means we don't believe in democracy. We don't care about making sure elections, you know. We, 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 it's because we care about elections being rigged and stolen means we don't care about democracy, okay? Sure, go make your leftist utopia. Leave us alone. Let us do our thing. There's a reason why the Democrats don't want any type of division. There's a reason why people in California, people in New York are so concerned about, and not just concerned, they want to force Texas, force Florida to live by the same ways New York and California are living by. What does it matter to you? You want to be forcefully jabbed? Go to a place that you could be forcefully jabbed. And the same thing goes for Republicans. If there's a place making you getting forcefully jabbed, go somewhere where it's not. And I'm talking about, I'm not, I'm not talking about in small areas, you know, uh, swing states. Uh, I'm not talking about Republican. I'm talking about deep blue and deep red areas. Because oh, when you're in those areas, you're kind of living by someone else's rules. If you're a Republican living in a Democrat area, Good luck. There's nothing you can do. I'm just being real with you. I mean, like a, like a hard blue area. There's nothing you can do. You're going to live by those rules. There's nothing you can do. So move to a hard red area. Move to an area that's maybe purple, and you're going to flip it red. Same thing for the Democrats, too. But they, they want to force everyone to live by their rules for a reason. There's a reason for that. It's because they're they are the true dependence on us. They are the true dependence on red states. They're true dependence on what red states and Republicans and conservatives are producing. Because if we're not out there, conservatives, Republicans, and farmers aren't out there producing what they need to survive, they can't just order Uber Eats because there'll be no chicken sandwiches left to be delivered. Your voting rights. We know that's literally what happened before in this country, in those same exact states. And right now, they're... Well, let's talk about... Who wants to talk about uh, racism in, in red and blue states? Let's just talk about who, who, who are the ones that supported slavery, you know? They were blue, you know? Who are the ones that ended slavery? Who are the ones... Uh, you know, oh, they were red. Mm, interesting.
They're taking away voting rights in Georgia, Texas, etc. They're taking away women's rights. You take away the check that the blue states have and the rest of the country has, it, the red states would brutalize folks. Then let it happen. Let it happen. Because you, the Democrats, are forcing federal welfare programs on red states that don't want it and don't need it. If you were to take Texas and make it its own state, it will, it will one, uh, the state tax will increase, because right now I believe the state tax is zero there. The state tax will increase a little bit. They'll, people of that state will still be paying a lot less because they wouldn't have to be paying the 30, 40, whatever percent to the federal government. So even if the state tax of Texas went to 10, 15, 20 percent, still a lot cheaper. And that's a lot of money that Texas will have in order to maintain their infrastructure or grow their infrastructure, do whatever they have to do. They don't realize that it's the Democrats are the ones that are just taking and taking and taking. They want and they want and they want from the system. They want free health care. They want free this. They want free that. They want free everything. And that costs a lot of money. If you take a bunch of Republicans, I don't want anything. We don't even need that big of a police force because I, we can have all of our own guns. So we can make do with little to no welfare. We can make do with little to no, you know, public health insurance. We can make do with relatively small police force. We can make do with all those things. Democrats can't make do with all those things. Democrats need welfare checks. They need UBI. They need free health care. They need, well, they're going to probably defund the police and just going to have some, well, if they can have their own, uh, you know, Gestapo type of police, I'm sure they'll probably fund that. We know the Democrat socialists in charge will probably create a massive, huge army of, you know, Antifa people just from the get-go and protect their little towers. You know, we don't need anything. We don't ask for anything. You guys just keep throwing things around and just taking and funding it. So that alone. And so then what would we do? We'd have to, like, probably go to war to rescue minorities <laughs> yeah. and poor people, etc. Yeah, you'll have to go to war to rescue people that we would be totally fine with. Hey, if you don't want to stay here, you can leave. And then Democrats would be like, we're going to have to go to war to save them. This is literally exactly—it's the first time I actually watched this section of the clip. This is exactly what I predicted, and I posted out multiple times. I even talked about it on Tim Pool. I believe I talked about it on Tim Pool, where I said, if red states and blue states were to split, what will happen is red states will be prosperous, Democrat states will go to shit. Then what would happen is they would blame the red states for stealing and robbing from the, from the blue states. Now we have to go to war. I don't believe I mentioned, but I believe uh, I, I probably talked about at least once that they would use the whole wokeness thing as also a way to go to war, just like what, what our federal government does now we need to go overseas and save these people you know whatever we have to go over there and save them and they're gonna they would the democrat states california would say black people are being abused in texas we must go to war to save the black people meanwhile we're just here like yeah we're like we really don't care um you want to leave um like you you could just go that way you can take the train you can get on a plane hey democrats you want to come pick them up you want to take a bus and just Come pick them up and bring them over there. But we really do, do not care. Like if someone doesn't want to be here, we really don't care. The Democrats, the Democrat elites in charge will know they need to go to war in order to secure the resources that they need to be sustained. Um, and they're going to need to secure us to sustain them. That's why they would go to war.
We, we don't, we don't, we would prefer people who do not want to take from the government in our country. So we can rather just send them to you. What, like, I wish I was having a conversation with this guy. I really do wish. In those red states. So none of this is going to happen. It's totally crazy. But, but the underlying cancer is the problem, which is that we just don't, it's not that we disagree on political issues or policy issues anymore. Now we, we are split on cultural issues. Okay, I can't listen anymore to this video. It, it, it's like every other, every other sentence that this guy says, I, I quite literally need to go into like a three-minute rant <laughs> to explain how dumb this guy is. It's incredible. I'm I'm completely I I have I'm completely drained. I'm completely lost for words. Anyway guys, thank you for watching. Please drop a like, subscribe to the post vacations. I need every single day if you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saldino show on all the podcast apps. Uh, you know, thank you so much for watching and listening. Um please, if you can, please consider becoming a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Joey Salads. If you're watching, it's up on screen. If you become a Patreon, we greatly appreciate it. The show's completely funded and supported by you guys. Also, you can be a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, whatever it is. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly supported. Uh, add all the engagement you can. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Peace out.